I want to give a shout out to Aventus. Aventus is the world's leader in trade surveillance for digital assets. Trusted by Coinbase, Gemini, OSL, and many others, Aventus is also helping scores of other firms enter the crypto markets. For digital asset trade surveillance, think Aventus. I also want to give a shout out to Kraken. With Kraken, the cryptocurrency exchange, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or even earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit Kraken.com now to learn more. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy-to-use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone. No account registration is required. Download Exodus at exodus.com and you're ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into The Scoop. I'm your host, Frank Chaparro, Director of News at The Block. And today I'd say we are living up to the name of the show. We have a big story that we're breaking today with our friend Hunter Horsley, who's on the other side of the mic, the CEO and co-founder of Bitwise, the asset management firm. Hunter, I don't want to steal too much of the thunder or lightning away from you, but I'm going to tease it and then you can deep dive for our audience the news. But you just raised a pretty significant round from a long list of investors, $70 million to help build out your firm, which manages over a billion dollars. And you just clinched, uh, I think, $500 million valuation. Before we get into that, just Tell the audience a little bit about the background of the firm, if they've been under a rock for the last few years, and what this raise means and and how you got it done. Frank, it's so fun to be with you. Excited to talk about all this stuff. The background on Bitwise, for those who don't know us, we're the largest cryptocurrency index fund manager in the world. We focus on financial advisors, retirement accounts, traditional long-term investors who see that something is happening here that can be valuable to them and their goals and want to participate. We build investment products that make that possible. We have the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, the Bitwise DeFi Index Fund, the Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovators ETF. And in addition to the products, we also provide education, client service, and relationships for advisors. So that's the basic primer on Bitwise. And of course, Frank, you and I have known each other for several years now. Uh, so it's really fun to be talking with you today. Yeah. And so if we think about the firm, right, you know, you guys are among the litany of crypto firms eyeing that long awaited Bitcoin ETF. You have a very liquid, popular innovators, crypto industry innovators fund, the BITQ, which launched back in early May. So there's a lot of different products you guys have floating around, but now we have this fundraise, right? So walk us through the news there. Yeah, we're incredibly excited about the fundraise. There's some exceptional investors uh, in this round. So it's our Series B. It's being co-led by Alad Gill, one of the most accomplished technology investors, Electric Capital, one of the leading crypto venture capital firms, and some renowned Wall Street investors, Dan Loeb's Third Point, Daniel Ox, Willoughby, Lewis Bacon's 
more strategic ventures, Henry Kravis, Dan Druckenmiller, Dave McCormick, an incredible group. The context of the round, Bitwise has had an incredible period of growth, and there was a lot of interest um, in investing in the company. Bitwise is profitable, so there's no need to raise capital, but I saw the opportunity to bring some exceptional backers around the firm that could contribute to our, our long-term vision of being one of the institutions that helps steward this space and, and decided that the round, uh, the round made sense. So we're announcing it today, obviously, and very excited about it. So how does someone get a group of investors like this together and galvanize them around a mission? What was your pitch to them? Yeah, I think that there's a few things going on here. And of course, each investor has a different lens on this space. But I think there's a few things to get people excited about what we're doing at Bitwise. The first is the traction. We're managing over a billion dollars. It's 20x year over year. We're serving over 200 RAs. We've created something that people are using and uh, is enabling a different audience, right? This is not an audience who's using an app or an exchange. It's an audience who wants to include this in their long-term approach to managing a portfolio. And they like the index strategy. They want the relationship with the firm. So I think first and foremost, pretty simple seeing that things are working. I think the second thing we got feedback on is that the group of people here is uh, the right group to build um, Bitwise into being a best-in-class institution and um, a firm that's around for a long time. And then I think the third thing, of course, is that crypto has matured as a category. It's also a reflection of where crypto is at in 2021. It's a space that the smartest investors in the world think has a huge role to play in the future. And so they're wondering who are the important companies in, in that future. And, and we're excited that people want to back us. But I think it's also a reflection of the fact that, that crypto has come so far. We just saw earlier today, um, we're recording this on Monday, but we saw today yeah. that Paul Tudor Jones said that he thinks, at least for his own personal portfolio, Bitcoin should be 5%. Yeah. And we're seeing that momentum on the institutional side continue to increase. How has that played out. Like walk us through, you know, over the last year, you talk about this growth. How did that sort of develop? Yeah. I think for those who've been following the crypto space at this point, there's been a pretty clear drumbeat of adoption, right? Retail numbers have grown across apps like Coinbase and Square and PayPal, now Venmo, blockchain.com, tens of millions of users deciding that they want to participate in what's happening in crypto. And Layered on top of that has been people like Paul Tudor Jones, some of the investors who are investing in Bitwise, some of the smartest investors in the world saying we want to participate as well. We've been focused on yet another audience, which is the financial advisor. In the US, there's 300,000 financial advisors looking after savings, pools of capital on behalf of individuals, families, institutions, and they've followed the same trajectory as the others, which is crypto's got their attention. It's complicated and it's important to get right, but they've been slowly doing the work and they've been coming into the space. So Hunter, I read the Wall Street Journal. I try to read it every day. Paper, Wall Street Journal. And I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, it's popular. You know, I think, you know, they've got a few people reading that thing. And so I'm opening it up and I'm like sitting at this bar because that's where I try to read the paper. Mm. And there's mm -hmm. this like whole section about like financial advisors wading into the Bitcoin and crypto market. I don't know if you guys, I don't know what your guys' exact involvement was in that section. It was like this whole section of it. And you had all these charts yeah. and data about the extent to which FAs are getting involved in the market. So 
what's the status? What's the state of FAs? I think if I'm like hearkening back from memory, yeah. only like 5% or something have actually made some sort of allocation or even allowed to. But you know the data or at least have a sense of it. Walk me through, yeah. walk the audience through exactly what the picture is. So we focus on serving financial advisors. We do hundreds of conversations with advisors uh, every week. Uh, this is an audience we care deeply about and work closely with. What we're seeing is that it's on most advisors' to-do list, but it's a 1% to 10% at the highest allocation. And it's complicated and rapidly changing. So it's on their to-do list, but it's complicated, and they've got a lot of other things yeah. happening, right? What's happening with rates? What's happening with equities, commodities, inflation, fixed income? There are a lot of different things on that to-do list, and they're trying to steward all of those those changes for clients. So crypto has to fit into that picture. Most advisors are talking to clients about it over 80%. And as you said, a single digit percentage have, have allocated. And what we've seen is 15, or I, I believe in our most recent survey, about 17% said they plan to allocate. We've seen huge uptake in our products this year. We have thousands of advisors attending our, our webinars and sessions. So the motivation is there. The interest is there. People just have to remember that there's a lot going on in the world beyond just crypto. So we try to make that simple. We try to help educate people about crypto and make it uh, feel more uh, more manageable. What are some of the complexities around crypto that make it difficult for some of these potential FA investors to get on board for their clients? Gosh, there's so many different, so many different dimensions. Hit them all. Um, Break down all the dimensions. Yeah. You know, so, so again, we, we have this survey we published at the beginning of the year that lays out a bunch of different data and lists out some of these dimensions. I'll just mention some of the ones that come up most frequently. Uh, it won't surprise you. People wonder about the volatility. Why is it so volatile? People wonder, how should we think about its valuation? Is it underpriced? Is it overpriced? How does one even know? People wonder about the fact that there's so many cryptocurrencies. What should we make of the fact that there's not just Bitcoin, but Ethereum? And how should we think about all of those things? How should they think about regulation? And what is even the state of regulation today? What are the different ways that they can participate in the asset class? You know, they can't use an app. They can't use a website. So what could they do if they could do something? Those are the different types of topics. And I would say in general, for busy professional investors... When they're discussing those topics with people in the industry, a productive conversation can lay out the facts, the state of play, and make the space much easier to understand and help them understand how mature it is and that it's something that they can participate in. But there are a lot of people who speak on behalf of the space that make it complicated. And an analogy I, I like to give is if you remember back to, I don't know if you took a, a physics class as a freshman in college, but you know there's sort of these quintessential two types of intro to physics courses. There's the professor who's a research professor who really doesn't want to teach, walks into the auditorium, goes up to the whiteboard and starts, you know, putting things on the board and loses the interest and understanding of a lot of the students, makes physics seem unapproachable. And then there's the other archetype, which is the professor who walks in and really connects with the students, gives examples, captivates their interest and helps them navigate through the subject matter. Crypto is like that. It is a complicated subject, but if you're working with a professional, they can either make it seem more confusing than it needs to be, or they can make it approachable and understandable. And, and we try to do the latter. But those are the topics that usually come up. And then it just really matters 
who that FA, that investment professional is talking to uh, in terms of how easy it is to understand the answers across those topics. I feel like volatility is the biggest impediment. How does Bitwise as a firm, and maybe we can tie in the fundraise somehow into this question, convince FAs that volatility is something that will either work into their favor or something that shouldn't be an impediment for them? Or maybe it should be, you know. The volatility of crypto is a magical gift for a financial advisor. What do I mean by that? If you're an individual who downloads one of the incredible apps that we have today, you see this jagged price chart, this 24-hour price chart, right? It's very scary, prone to emotional trading. And that's the scary version of volatility. If you're a financial advisor constructing a portfolio that you want to have certain low correlations, you want to have a certain sharp ratio, you want to balance across different asset classes. Well, in that case, crypto's volatility is actually very useful. And let me walk through why that is. If you want to put a low correlated hedge into the portfolio and you want it to have an impact on the total portfolio, but it has low volatility, you're going to have to make it a pretty large portion of the portfolio for it to end up impacting uh, the performance. For example, if you were to, if you were to put money, 1% of your money into cash, for that to impact the portfolio uh, in a really material way, 1% may not do it for you because cash is not volatile. However, because crypto is uncorrelated and volatile, you get a lot more bang for your buck. A 1% allocation can do a lot more to getting you to the performance uh, that you want. And, uh, and so it can be a really useful tool for a financial advisor. The other thing I would say, Frank, is that this is one of the reasons we're so passionate about working on what we do. Volatility can be really hard for individual investors. That's a, you know, that's a conventional reality. And crypto is going to be volatile for some time. Um, we think that for many investors, they're better suited with their financial advisor, stewarding them through, through that volatility, through this space, helping them decide the size that's right for them and then looking after it for them and interpreting that volatility in the context of the rest of the portfolio. So those are some of the things we think about when we think about what volatility means for what a financial advisor is trying to do. So that's the big bet because there's a lot of folks out there doing indexing and trying to get indexes out there that can power different, whether they be derivatives or ETF, ETP type products out there on the market. But there's not so many people who have the maybe the the fortitude to wait on advisors to finally get convinced. But that could take a while. I think you hit the nail on the head there. You have to ask yourself when you see a product, who is it for? I think there will be lots of different products in the crypto space, and that's very exciting. More options for investors, more innovation. But to really understand the impact it's going to have, you have to say, who is it for and how are they reacting to it? For us, we think about serving the financial advisor, serving the long-term investor or retirement account, and what are the solutions that will really work for them. That's why you've seen us focused on index products that rebalance themselves so that if the space changes, they don't need to be trading. They can count on the portfolio to, to rebalance and move assets in or out on their behalf. And it's why we have a team that works on education, client service, uh, sales, and has these conversations uh, with advisors because we're thinking about that end audience and the products exist to serve that audience. Um, so I think you'll, you'll continue to see more and more things. And that's a great element of the space. And we've been excited about the uptake of the products that we've introduced. You guys introduced to the market 
litany of research, some of the first diversified crypto indexes, one of the first, probably the first index for the decentralized finance space. What potential products are exciting you? What could we see next? Yeah, we're a crypto company, not a Bitcoin company. We want clients to have exposure to the full range of things happening in the space. And then the client can decide what's appropriate for them. So if there's an avenue that's bubbling up and interesting, we want to have an option uh, for our clients. What's next? You know, in December, the Bitwise 10, which is like an S&P 500 for crypto, started publicly trading. Q1, as you mentioned, we launched the first DeFi index product. That's been growing nicely. In Q2, the crypto equities, BITQ, which holds publicly traded crypto businesses. As we look at, at next products, you know, don't have anything to, to share today specifically, but we look at the same things that everyone else in this space looks at. What's going on in DeFi is exciting. What's going on in Layer 2 is exciting. What's going on in Web3 is exciting. What's going on with fixed income is exciting and yields. And so we think about you know, what, what, what are the things that long-term oriented investors want to participate in and, and then how can we make that simpler? I want to give another shout out to Aventus. Aventus is the world's leading platform for digital asset trade surveillance and market risk. With some of the largest crypto exchanges and institutions in the world using Aventus to drive efficiencies in their regulatory operations. On June 22nd and the 23rd, Aventus and the Association for Digital Asset Markets will be co-hosting a premier virtual conference shining a light on Digital Asset Markets 2021. Visit AventusSystems.com today to register for this event so you can hear from the key regulators and thought leaders in digital assets. Have to give a shout out to Kraken, one of our sponsors. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online. Now with the new Kraken app, it's easier than ever to buy and sell over 60 of the most popular cryptocurrencies on the go 24-7. Simply download the Kraken app, connect to your bank account, and start investing for as little as $10. Just a minute is all it takes to get started. Visit kraken.com scoop now to learn more or search Kraken in the App Store. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Exodus. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy to use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone and interactive charts let you view the price history of a specific asset and your portfolio's performance over time. Sync your wallet across multiple devices to access your funds from anywhere. And maybe the best part, Exodus is integrated with Trezor Hardware Wallet, making advanced security easy for everyone. Download Exodus at exodus.com today. You guys are uniquely positioned given the relationships you have in both the crypto market and in traditional finance. We've seen cryptos over the past few weeks shed tons in terms of market cap and valuation, but on the private side, your deal is one example of many of firms that are raising amounts of money that, you know, some in some respects don't make sense. Every other week we see a new firm raising even when they don't need to, to your point, like, you know, and there's a long list of firms. We have to zoom out. Yeah. The zoom answer it. is in zooming zoom out. out. Week to week, the price is volatile. You know, Bitcoin is moved uh, every day. But zooming out, 
this asset class is here to stay. Things fundamentally changed in 2020. And the crypto asset class we have in 2021 is one that every smart investor thinks is going to be here for the next decade, and it will have a more and more important role to play. And investors are, are asking themselves, who are the best in class companies that will be part of that future? And so I think that's why you see some exceptional investors investing in Bitwise. It's why you see exceptional investors backing other crypto companies that they think are uh, leading teams and, and, and leading businesses. Because even though week to week, the market looks different, you know, the year over year is that the trajectory here is pretty clear. We're going to have crypto for a very long time and, and its importance is going to continue to grow. So people want to back that. So in your conversations with like sure. Henry and Dan, what are they saying? Like, what is their thesis? Yeah, I think it's, again, it's something to be familiar to, to many people. I had lunch with Dan in Miami for the conference last week with a few other, a few other people in the space. And he's excited about a new breakthrough in public blockchains that allow the transfer value, the coordination of resources digitally like never before. And alongside that, the emergence of a new asset class and the role it can play for investors as being an uncorrelated asset that has high potential upside, high volatility. That's familiar to you and me, Frank. That's what we've seen for a number of years. It just that crypto is finally getting to a level of track record, a level of maturity, a level of professional companies in the space, of volumes, of size, of regulation, where really sophisticated investors are taking it seriously. I think the other thing that's, that's true in 2021 that wasn't true, you know, if, if we spoke in 2018, is that the world has changed around crypto. Unprecedented levels. Yeah, I don't want to say this stuff that you've heard a million times, but it's true nonetheless. Uh, the monetary environment, the level of money printing, the fact that equities seem overvalued, gold uh, seems fully priced, commodities seem fully priced, yields are low, fixed income is low. Every investor has a savings or a pool of capital and they want to protect it or they want to grow it into the future. And their tools for doing that are real estate, equities, bonds, gold, commodities, you name it. And they're looking at those tools and they're saying, wait a minute. Maybe we need to do something different than what we did before. And it's in that context that crypto is coming of age and suddenly a tool that they can consider using. So I think it's a really special moment where uh, crypto is, is elevating into a much more mature sphere with professional investors. I want to think like more long term about the firm because at face value, Bitwise is just What's Bitwise right now? It's like it's an intermediary that's trying to help people who otherwise can't allocate to crypto for the long term do so. But, and this isn't a dig on Bitwise. This is a question that I think you can raise to any centralized firm in crypto. If this modus operandus of crypto takes hold and everyone's their own bank and has their own keys and everything's decentralized, what is the role of Bitwise when everything is decentralized? How do you move to where that puck is going? We're always thinking about where the puck is going. But as a general matter, I think looking into the future, there are different reasons that people interact with the crypto space. And I think that there will be some constituents who want to hold their own keys. They want to use the coins for payments or the other purposes. And there'll be some investors who want to use them for financial reasons. Frank, this would be similar to some people buy a house uh, to live in it. 
Other people buy a house as an investment vehicle. And of course, there's lots of other examples. We're serving clients and long-term oriented investors who want to participate for its financial characteristics. And they want to participate as investors. They can both coincide. There will be people who want to use the assets, who want to manage them themselves. And those are savvy people in that group. It's a fantastic and unique characteristic of crypto. But that doesn't preclude others from saying, I want to participate in this. I want to put 3% of my money into it, but I need it to fit with how I'm approaching the rest of my investments. And so we simply want to add that as an option because we think it's going to enable a lot more people to participate in what's going on in the space and access the space and you know, it's going to benefit their financial goals. I think this is a good transition. What does the interest look like on the institutional side for the DeFi index product. Um, what are clients telling you that's driving them to make an allocation there and what interests them in that space and maybe uh, concerns them? Yeah. In general, we've tried to develop products in response to demand. And it's been pretty exciting to witness the demand, the interest in the DeFi category. I think DeFi has some properties Frank, there were always hangups for investors with Bitcoin. So what are the conventional hangups with Bitcoin? People say it's digital gold. Well, most investors don't like investing in gold. A hangup that people have with Bitcoin is it's a non-productive asset. It doesn't have cash flows. It doesn't have yield. And uh, that's always been challenging. And, and of course, it's a topic that comes up all the time in the, in the crypto space. And Bitcoin is very valuable, but it, but it can be for some investors... Uh, hard to wrap their minds around. With DeFi, you know, Bitcoin is a non-productive asset. In DeFi, you have productive assets. You have the disruptive technology of a blockchain applied to certain use cases. It could be brokerage, it could be uh, savings, it could be loans, it could be insurance policies. But to financial use cases, you have demonstrable traction. I mean, it's well reported that there are uh, hundreds of millions of dollars flowing through these services daily, and you have cash flows coming out of these protocols. So you say to an investor, here's DeFi, people are taking the disruptive blockchain technology, they're applying it to the financial services space to offer things, uh, basic financial services, there's a ton of traction, it's growing rapidly and it's throwing off cash flows. Well, that sounds like the type of thing that a lot of investors like to invest in. And so I think it's been intuitive to a lot of investors in a way that Bitcoin hasn't been uh, because it has those attributes. Um, and so we've seen you know, some investors start with DeFi or go, you know, uh, Bitcoin first and, and then DeFi next. But we found that, it, that it's, uh, it's very exciting to a lot of uh, traditional professional investors. Zooming out a bit, what is the North Star for Bitwise over the course of the next few years? Um, a lot of people are thinking about an ETF. How important is that to the long-term viability and and you know, viability is probably not the right word because you're already profitable, but the long-term success of the business, uh, an ETF getting yeah. approved. We'll be excited to have a Bitcoin ETF when it becomes possible, but it's just a part, it's just a part of the story. Today, you know, crypto is a, is a trillion and a half in market cap. Bitcoin is half of that, maybe slightly less than half of that. There's a lot going on in the space. An ETF is one type of wrapper. The Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovators uh, ETF is in that wrapper. We have private funds. We have open-ended, sorry, closed-ended publicly traded trusts. The goal for Bitwise is access to all the opportunities of the space, of which, of course, Bitcoin 
is the most prominent, most exciting, uh, most mature, but access to all the opportunities in the space in a variety of structures that make it usable uh, for people. That's how we think about it. The North Star for us in the future, Frank, here's what we see. 10 years from now, we think over half of Americans will own crypto. We think most people are going to own crypto. We think it's going to be 1% to 10% for most people. We don't think that most Americans are going to have 50% of their money in crypto. We don't think that most Americans are going to be three times levered crypto. You know, Paul Tudor Jones spoke about crypto today. He didn't say he had 25% of his money in crypto. He said he had 5% of his money in crypto. So we think most Americans will own crypto because it can do powerful things for portfolios. We think most will own it at 1% to 10%. And while some will want to actively trade it, some will want to manage their own portfolios through the exchanges, through the apps. We think that many will want it to fold in with the rest of their investments. Um, and that means relying on their financial advisor, their brokerage account, their retirement account, and it fitting in there alongside the other you know, 90 to 99% of what they're doing. And that's not everyone, but we think that'll be a lot of people. And so between now and 10 years from now, what Bitwise is doing is we're trying to think about how can we make all of the opportunities of the space accessible to that audience? What is the education we need to supply uh, to help this busy investor, the professional investor, understand what's going on, the client service that's needed to support it? And our hope is that we can be the best in class brand that people think of who have that mindset that won't be everyone at when we've made a lot of progress today in, in serving that audience. And I think that this round and these investors backing us are a testament to the importance of the opportunity we have. So how big can you guys get off of those tailwinds in the next few years? It's a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. Financial advisors in the US manage over 10 trillion in assets. That audience alone, there are trillions in brokerage accounts, in retirement accounts. And we think that, as I mentioned, over time, most of those investors will want to participate in what's going on in crypto. Um, we want to be able to serve those investors. So pretty big. Pretty big. But how big? What's your goal? Like, you, you know, when you, before you put your head on the pillow? The way we think about it is we want to be an iconic company. We want to be a best in class brand, someone that people are excited to work with, that customers So how do you adore. do that? So you have, yeah. so now you have $70 million. Yep. Where's that going to get folks to think of you guys aside from coming on the scoop? Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this is a huge, you know, being on the scoop is a major step uh, towards- uh, Well, this is, well, so to be sure, Teddy, um, your president, was an early yeah. adopter. So this isn't this isn't That's the right. first time that Bitwise has been at the DS. Um, so yeah, what do you do? How do you get there yeah. with the money and the immediate next steps? There are two parts to what we do. There are the products, and then there's the education and client service that we provide. People work with Bitwise because of both of those parts. Products are half of the story. They're half of the story. The, the features, the terms, the, who's the custodian, that's half. So we want to double down on both of those components. Year to date, we've doubled our client service staff. We've doubled our analyst staff. We've doubled the size of our business development team. And we're going to double again before the end of the year so that we can provide a fantastic partnership and relationship to, to our clients. And then we want to continue to build out the suite of products so an investor can come to Bitwise and say, help me understand what's going on in crypto and I'll tell you which part of it is the most conducive to my portfolio, my client, what I'm trying to accomplish, growing the assets or protecting the assets or hedging the assets. So we'll have more products this year. Uh, we can do more faster. 
with the round uh, that we've just raised. Speaking of products, um, yeah. your background, right? Product monetization at Facebook and Instagram. Walk us through, you know, how someone like with your background gets into Wall Street. I'm sure there's plenty of folks who maybe are new to the firm and new to you, but let's tease out a bit of your background. How did that come to fruition? Sure. Yeah. My background, went to the Wharton School, went to Instagram as a product manager, was building digital ads for institutional advertisers, which believe it or not, has some symmetry to digital assets for institutional allocators. And uh, you know, I, I think something I saw there that I see in, in the crypto space as well is initially there's some reluctance. Big advertisers, the big brands of the world, they see the performance, they see the empirical characteristics of digital ads, the CTRs, the CPMs, the audiences, and they say that looks, you know, that looks compelling. But I just don't think that this is something that a professional brand manager mm. puts two hundred million dollars into. So they start mm. with a test check, or they start with uh, some sort of pilot, and then over time. They come to believe that it is actually a real opportunity and they move into it in bigger size. And of course, Instagram today, it was at 70 million in run rate when I showed up. It was at a billion when I left. I, it's probably north of 10 billion now. I don't know. I haven't been there. But uh, we see a similar thing in crypto, right? And you, you see this all the time in your conversations. There's this sort of this sense that, yeah, it does, you know, low correlations are compelling. The returns are compelling. The liquidity is compelling. But I just don't know that this is something that a professional investor like me really should be doing. And, and there's a variety of paths that people follow from there in terms of getting involved in the space, but we want to help more people do that. So I was at Instagram, then at Facebook uh, as a product manager. Left. Well, why did you get into crypto? Yeah. So my co-founder and I, Hong Kim, who's our CTO, were, well, I'll say it, we're not crypto OGs. We're 2017 vintage crypto people. A friend of ours had told us that there were big spreads in crypto. And we said that, huh, that's interesting. That doesn't sound quite right. And we looked at it. We started arbitrage trading in the crypto space. And that's not what we're doing today. But that was sort of the, you know, the thing that tipped us down the rabbit hole. And we started interacting with people who are building blockchains. We started interacting with the services and investment services to access the space. And we also started thinking about the bigger picture, Frank, of is this good for the world? You know, I think when many people first hear the word crypto or cryptocurrency, it doesn't sound like it's going to be good for your mother or your brother or your nephew or, you know, it sounds complicated and not great. And so we had some time to ruminate on it and think about if it's something we wanted to root for. And we came to the view that public blockchains and the crypto assets that power them stand to be one of the most important developments of the decade, that they're going to go in history textbooks that it can move the world forward by coordinating networks of actors and resources, um, and that we want to be part of bringing that into the world. And uh, the opportunity we saw at Bitwise was that there were so many people who said, crypto is exciting, it's interesting, I'd like to participate, I'd like to own some, but I don't have time to figure it all out and be constantly monitoring it. And we said, well, how can we help those investors participate. There's going to be the savvy investors, there's going to be the pros, there's going to be the early adopters, the enthusiasts, they're going to figure it out, they're going to be all right. But for, for everyone else who wants to participate, but is busy, and uh, doesn't have time to be an expert and, you know, constantly monitoring how can we help them get exposure. And, and we saw the opportunity to build something that we thought could be an important part of the space in Bitwise and to bring that access. And, and today we're managing over a billion dollars on behalf of investors. We have tens of thousands of people using our products. And we're really excited about the progress, but there's so, so far to go and um, so much room to run. So it's still an incredibly exciting uh, outlook for us as well. 
And I'm sure we'll see you in the footnotes of that history. Hunter Horsley at Bitwise, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Hunter, where where can our listeners learn more about you and what you guys are doing over there? We're www.bitwiseinvestments.com. We're at Bitwise Invest on Twitter. I'm at H Horsley on Twitter as well. You can find us out there uh, on the internet. And Frank, this is a ton of fun. Thank you so much. It's so great to check in with you and talk about the latest.